You said 273, yeah? Yeah. Bam, we're live. A little early. A little early. One minute early. I was, I was, uh, Caleb and I, we have, uh, Darian Weeks on coming up here in a few seconds. I'm a little concerned because all the podcasts this guy's done have been like 10 or 15 minutes. I don't know if he knows what he's walking into. Um, but another thing is, is, I, uh, I was Caleb and I were talking about how you uh, Google has like a really cool um, automated like if you type in UFC schedule they'll just pop up the schedule and you can sift through the fighters and all that shit. I don't know how that works between Google and the UFC, but Google has the best schedule. You think UFC would have something that at least matched it? It's so weird. Uh, but Google's is amazing, and I used to use DuckDuckGo that search engine, but I stopped using DuckDuckGo because. I was told that they were sifting through for Russian misinformation and I don't need those motherfuckers telling me what's Russian misinformation or not. I can figure that shit out myself. Can you imagine inviting someone else over to your house? Hey, can you eat my wife's pussy before I fuck her? Like, why would you do that? You handle your business. Hey, Darian. Good morning. What's up? What's up? Oh, my headphones. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Are you? Can you believe what you're? Can you believe what Good you're about you. to embark on? The greatest card of 2022. Uh oh. Oh yeah, Uh-oh. I know. I'm excited about that. Definitely, hey, do we uh, have a fucked up connection? Do we have a fucked up connection? Definitely. Um, I don't know. You, you're not in the Ukraine, well? are you? you we got a delay. Me? We got a delay. Like you're in the Ukraine. No, no, definitely not in the Ukraine. <laughs> Here, let me try. Let me try. Let's try this. Guys, this schedule, Caleb, can you pull up this schedule? This schedule, this fight card that uh, Darian's about to fight on is crazy. Okay, Heidi says it's definitely delayed in the comments. I think he just got a bad connection. Maybe he'll move mm-hmm. around somewhere. Good. Uh, go to two- Oh, that's that's a little better. Uh, it's not that card. It's two seventy three. Oh, you couldn't yeah. find it on Google, uh, Caleb. You couldn't find Google if you just go to Google. Anyway, it's a crazy, crazy card. Yeah, it's a stacked card, and them adding Gilbert Burns and Cosmo Chimaev just made it even more crazier. You know, so I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to embark on that. I think it'll be a lot of great fights and. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of shocking knockouts. There we are, right there. So this is what for those of you who don't know, this guy Ian Gary that Darian is fighting is supposed to be the next Conor McGregor. They're like building him up. Him, for him, for some reason, they're really, really on him and Patty Pimblett's jock, and that's cool. But you have to see this fight, and also this guy Darian that we're about to talk to. He's in the same weight class as um, uh, AJ Fletcher, the the up and comer, great uh, um, uh, Magdalena De La Magdalena from Australia, who's amazing. This and and Darian's up there with them. He has uh, he's five and one, an insane uh, loss um, a couple uh, a couple months ago against Barbarina, yeah. a fight he took on four days' notice. Which really even shouldn't even be an excuse because you sat in there in the pocket and just bang with this fool for three rounds. Um, and then he gets tortured by all these jackass podcasts he has to go on before the fights. It's insane. I listened to like five podcasts you did. Yeah, it's like they, they uh, hate you. It's almost like people are setting you up like, hey, we're going to send you the worst podcasters in the world. They're going to ask you the same six questions and then you're going to get off the air. Literally. 
Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I've known how this thing has been playing out for, for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a, a fun time with the Barbarina fight. I mean, I know it was on four days notice, but I'm a person that this is what we do as a career. We're fighters, you know, if nobody's ready to fight instantly, when somebody calls you to fight, why are you doing this career? You know what I mean? We, we train every day. We, um, we work out constantly and we always think about fighting. So, I mean, I had, I had a great time. I told Barbarina at the weigh-ins, you know, don't be worried. I'll, I'll stay in the pocket with you. Like we can, you did say that to him. Yeah. Yeah. I told him, you know, I told him, Hey, we, we can bang. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to run from you. I'm not going to, you know, tit for tat with you. Like we can stay in there and we can punch the shit out of each other. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. So I appreciated whenever he would go to the body on you, you returned it with the front kick, a toe to the uh, stomach. That was nice. Definitely, yeah. Oh, you want to punch me? I'll go kick you back in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and that teeth kick, that teeth kick is just such a, such a devastating blow. What's it called? Body. What's it called? A teep kick. T E A P teep. Yep. Oh, I never teep even kick. heard of that. Yeah. It, uh, it's, and it's such a devastating blow. Um, especially as quick as it comes, you know, you're, one moment you're walking forward towards somebody and then the next moment their toes are in your belly button. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a definite, it's a great, it's a move that I love to use to not only judge distance, but, you know, kind of to keep the fight at my pace. Um, uh, I, I know less about fighting than all of the other podcasters that you've ever, um, that have ever interviewed you, but I promise you, you will walk away today being like, Oh shit. And uh, what sucks is if you graduate from here, you got to deal with Ariel Hawani, who's equally a cheese dick. But, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, you're a Bible guy. You go to church a lot, or, or you, or you got you got Romans eight thirty two on your back, big. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Uh, I I'm a I am a Bible guy. I'm I guess Bible guy. Yeah, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. Yeah, I, that's how I that's how I uh, stream my journey for sure. Um, I feel like you know, there's no success without you know without God, you know what I mean? He created all this anyway. So why not, you know, trust in him to pull us through it. I want to tie that to this statement that you said, people were talking about star power and you said, I'm not, I'm not about the star power. I'm about being the most lethal. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but I'm about, I'm trying to make the most lethal Darian weeks that there can be. This body is going to become the most lethal version. And then it's going to enter the octagon and you're going to witness it perform. Um, you, you know, Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook to get pussy. Like it's that that's why he did it. He admits it. And it's why it's kind of why men are here. Uh, I think it's fair biologically to say that we're driven to do that. Do we all wish we could say what you said, what you say you want? Is, is that the ultimate expression of getting pussy? Like if you, if we were, if we had different tribes, why would girls want to be with me women when they could be with you two miles away and be protected or be with me and, and like, and like dudes be ransacking our shit is, is, is what is that? Is that the ultimate expression of the rest of us who aren't doing that? Just lying to ourselves. Like is, I mean, is Mark Zuckerberg I, really want to beat people up, but instead he made Facebook. Maybe, you know, I, I feel like the number one thing about fighting, I feel like it's in everyone. I mean, from the beginning of time, people fought, you know, um, no matter whether with hands, whether it was with swords, and now that we have in the 21st century, whether it's with guns. But, I mean, people, you can tell that you have that fighting ability in you. There's been a, a time in your life 
where somebody's crossed you, somebody said something, even if it was on the road and somebody cut you off, you felt inside. If I could see that guy in front of me, I'd beat the shit out of him. There's no, there's no denying that you didn't feel that. Um, so I wonder if women feel that I've done so many, I need to ask a woman that like this Kayla Harrison feel that, you know who that is? Yeah, I do know who that is. She oh. looks like she feels that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if she feels that. I'll ask she her. She looks like a stone cold, just someone who just walks around, just ready to punch someone in the face. Yeah. Um, you but, don't I look mean, like you walk around like that, though. You you seem, and, and most of the guys, at least most of the 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 fighters that I know have a have a pretty. Um, they're not Sean Strickland's. They kind of yeah. have they they're they're kind of have a really deep inner peace. They don't walk around vibing at all, and that's, or they they're not like Luke Rockhold. I ran into Luke Rockhold a couple blocks from my house the other day. That motherfucker walks around like he wants to fight. I'm like, that doesn't look fun. And maybe and I don't know. And you know maybe you know some guys walk around with a chip on their shoulder that feels like they make them tougher, or you know maybe they just feel like they have to put on that persona because of who you know their fighters. So they have to be like. Hey, I'm the tough guy. You know, I, I don't feel that way when and especially when you feel as lethal as as I do, at least I can't speak for anyone else. Um, I, I, I never get upset or I'm never quick to anger because I know what I'm capable of. Um, yeah, Glover Teixeira does not seem like he walks around angry at all. And, you no. know, but, you know, that he could probably murder you in less than a minute, you know, eat you, eat you literally. So I, I just feel like once you once you have that security and a type of ability that you have um you don't you don't you don't walk around like you you know you have to prove to everybody look how tough i am you know um you know and in, in in luke rockhold's case i mean the last few fights he's been in you know he's got gotten finished you know maybe he's trying to put on that tough guy persona to be like hey look you know uh and he's I'm- crazy handsome and when I saw him, he was with some crazy hot chick, and he was in like a hundred fifty thousand dollar Range Rover. He just pulled up in kind of like this weird parking spot, jumped out, went to the surf store, had his shirt off. I was like, dude, you don't need to like. Uh, maybe he's just uncomfortable with how. Maybe he's just so beautiful that it's uncomfortable, and that's what I was picking up on him. Maybe he is a sharp looking guy. I will have yeah. to tell you that. Um, he definitely doesn't. You know. A lot of us fighters aren't 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 that good looking, you know, uh, and that that may come from years of getting beaten in the face. But, yeah, he's one of the rare ones where he is a, a, a sharp looking guy. So maybe he is a, a tad bit. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, you know, he feels maybe almost fem- feminine to be, you know, that good looking. <laughs> so he I'm, not tell, I'm not going to tell him that. I'm not going to tell him that. Hey, how do you know when you. How do you, when did you figure out you were tough? When did you figure out, okay, maybe the ultimate game to play as a man is to be the, is to be the most lethal version of a man. And when did you think you could get into that game? Like, why not pole vaulting or you played football and, and growing up, why not just stick with football? Although that's a tough one too. Yeah. Um, I did play football. Um, I guess when I, when I figured out I was really a tough guy, me and my friends used to go to these, uh, I mean, everybody went to parties when they were younger, you know? Um, and for some reason, every time we showed up to parties, people just hated us. I don't know why, you know? And I mean, I've always been the way I am where I'm an outgoing person. I talk to people, you know, I'm, you know, come. Um, but it would always end up in getting in these fights and it would always be like my four friends or my five friends against like 25 people, you know? And, we used to cause 
I mean, some some carnage against those 25 people. Now, at any cost, we didn't win. You know, it wasn't a movie. You know, we didn't beat up 25 people and walk out of there with our sunglasses and our leather jackets. No way. Yeah, you know, (laughs) Uh, we definitely got we definitely got the crap kicked out of us. But it was I mean, the way that we handled, I mean, the ability to fight those many people. I mean, we weren't ever scared, nervous. Um, And we come from a small town anyway. So, I mean, what town? Where do you live? I live in Sedalia, Missouri. I probably never heard of it. It's a little dot on the map in the middle of Missouri. Um, but, and so, I mean, we just from a, a very young age, from 17, 18, we'd always just, I mean, the fights would come to us. And I mean, it. I had, I was never looking for a fight, but I had the most fun when we were in those, those times. Like when we were literally odd stacked against us, getting the dog beat out of us, I was like, this is great. You know, like I love Uh-oh. the fact that I Uh-oh. get to do this. You know? <laughs> and when I felt that, I was like, wow, you know, man, I never thought about going into fighting after that. You know, I still had the football. I, I even went to college for football. Um, but after my one year of college in football, what position uh, did you play Darian? Strong safety. Okay. Yeah. And they would just use me for the same thing, you know, just run down and hit someone as hard as you can. And, you know, we'll call it good. You know, I was never a person who, covered receivers and try to steal the ball they just literally used me for bruise and abuse like hey just run at that guy and hit him um so i always had that i don't know kind of dive into danger kind of feel um and was never you know afraid or a you know shied from it ever um and then i found this local fight that they were having in and actually sedalia which is weird you know it's a small town but they got some way to have a cage fight. And um, one of my buddies asked me, who's now one of my corner men, he's one of my conditioning coaches. Uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, you want to get into this fight? And I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, who we got to fight? You know, I'm thinking, yo, we got to run up on someone and fight him. All right, yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, it's a cage fight, you know, like they do on TV. And I was like, what? Like to beat up somebody just legally in front of people? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, for sure, let's go. I trained for, I think, a month and a half, never did, never did combat sports. I did wrestling when I was in high school, but never did any combat sports, never boxing or anything. And I trained for about a month and a half and he threw me in there with somebody who was four and oh, and he's like, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's, it is what it is. And the first time that my knuckles touched his face and he fell to the ground, I was like, I'll do this for free every day of my life. Wow. I mean, wow. you feel you felt that the the fact that the crowd erupts when you when they think that you've hurt them or you think that you make a, a fast move. I mean, that in itself is almost Addicting. like a drug, to be yeah. honest. If no one that's what we're addicted to, the fighters. That's why you fight on the stage that you fight on, because when the, when that crowd, you hear it cheer. I mean, it fills your body with. I mean, just straight adrenaline. I mean, you feel like the top of the world. Like Mike Tyson said it best, and I know a lot of people reference Mike Tyson, but like, and you know, by any means, I'm not blaspheming, but yeah, you walk down in that freaking ring and you hear that crowd and you get to throwing, you feel like a god. You feel like one of the top people in the world. You're like, I'm the baddest dude that anybody has ever seen. And it's just, and this is why we do it, you know, to just feed that that kind of ego that we have. That the, and this fight 
is going to be huge. This fight that he's fighting against this guy, Ian Gary, it's kind of like, you might not know this movie, Highlander. Do you know this movie, Darian? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, it's, it's kind of that situation. You have these two guys. They're two young up-and-comers, and there's all of this hype around um, Ian, but Darian has an insane track record. If you go to Sherdog or Tapology, Tapology, can you open that, Caleb, and let us look at it? Um, it's it's an insane record. It's I think it's um, I think Ian and that thing that you did in Australia is insane. Yeah, yeah that was a. This could this could be a main event fight too if they had the media to pump it up because your background in fighting is absolutely nuts. Yeah, no, I actually found that uh, um, those kind of tournaments probably like two or three years ago, um, three years ago, yeah. And what I the first one I went to was in Bahrain. That's ten miles outside of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. There's a prince of Bahrain who literally hosted over sixty eight countries. Five days of fighting, three rings going at the same time, all five days in, I think, every weight class from women's 115 all the way up to men's 285. So, I mean, it was – or 265. So, it was insane. Like, And you fought be, five fights in five days. Five fights, five days. And not only that, you got to make weight every day. That's what I was going to ask you. I heard you allude to that in an interview. So yeah. what is your – so you're a 170-pounder. You're welterweight. Yeah. Um, the champion of your division at the UFC is Kamaru Usman, for people yeah. who don't know. Um, the fight that we just saw between Colby and uh, Masvidal, those are also guys in your weight class, the 170. Yes, um, by the way, great tagline for uh, Masvidal, right? Undefeated in the streets. That shit Hell is so yeah. cool. That is uh, great. I mean um, – so you so how, what's your walking around weight? Was that hard to to make weight every single day? It was. It was only. It was hard for two reasons. One, yes, because I walk around at probably one ninety six. Like just if I'm not trying to cut, if I'm not trying to eat a hundred percent healthy, and I'm just you know walking around training, you know, just normal, don't have a fight. Probably one hundred ninety six pounds. Maybe heavier if I'm, you know, being a glutton on some food. How tall um, are you? Five eleven and a half. I'm gonna keep my little half half inch there. Understood. Um, <laughs> but uh, and also for a second thing, because I'm in, I was in a country where you are not used to the food. Regardless, I don't care if they try to give you the same eggs and you know turkey bacon that you eat at home it just still there's just something about it you know and yep, i don't know yep, if it's just the culture yep. that it comes from or it's the season hey dude even eat. dogs look different like you'll be in ireland and you'll dude. be like what kind of dog is that they'll be like a labrador you're like that motherfucker don't look like our labradors that you you need to get off the island you know Bro. what i mean like everything's been kind of inbred more literally you know and <laughs> yeah. it's just like and it was just you know just the surroundings the air the just environment it's so much harder to do that for consistent time over in another country. Um, but at the same time, that's why I'm glad I got that opportunity. You know, there won't be anything that I haven't experienced now. You know, there won't be any little new niches that I won't, you know, especially with the UFC, they'll they'll bring that professionalism to that. Like if we're over in a different country, they'll bring food that the fighters will be able to eat. You know, there'll be people there that literally prepare stuff that you'll be able to eat. So, I mean... Me having that experience, me having to, you know, battle that weight cut day in and day out, for one, makes weight cut for one night 
easy. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can, I could cut weight. Let's go. You know what I mean? And I'm ready to get on the scale and let's fight. And not only that, it makes fighting for one night that much easier. I know, Hey, I don't have to go to sleep, wake up and fight another guy again tomorrow. You know, um, I can give, you know, 130% tonight, come off with the win. And I really feel like that's why I rocketed my pro career off with that many finishes is because I was like, Oh, let's go. You know, I can put it my all into this and just, put people out and then i'm out of here you got five pro wins for that yeah that's no dope. well no no not at that not at that tournament no no oh those were all amateur fights those were no yeah those were all amateur fights that i did on any tournament in bahrain i went to bahrain twice and then like you said i went to australia which that was at the arnold schwarzenegger exhibit and arnold schwarzenegger was there watching us fight that was extremely ecstatic what's the most fights you've had in a year regardless of amateur or or um so if you're doing five fights in five days five days have you ever done two of those kinds of tournaments in the same year um i think i think uh bahrain and australia were in the same year so yeah i did the That's five ten fights, fights right five, there really yeah i mean easily you know um and not to mention the profile or the amateur fights i did in between those tournaments just to keep my body you know going so that i could you know fight so probably probably 11 11 fights in a year probably at most yeah that's. i mean when you're an amateur you got to grab them you know what i mean you gotta you gotta get them um can you pull caleb can you show us that that his his fight record and can you scroll can you scroll down a little bit yeah it's nuts it's it's crazy how many fights you've had yeah and, and, and so this isn't, and, this isn't even all of them. Yeah, Tapology shows every one of them. And and it's crazy. And what's really crazy is, um, you know, now Tapology only keeps track mostly of amateurs in America. You know, they don't keep track of other people's records. So some of those people in there, it'll say like 0-1 or 2-1. But those guys were actually probably like, had just as many fights as me 12 and two or something crazy you know what i mean because they're fighting in finland you know they're fighting in dagestan they're fighting in you know i mean it's been it was crazy you know the amount of talent that they had at these tournaments and how many how many countries that i've never heard of at these tournaments before you know like it was it was insane in your pro career you don't have any decisions except the, no. except for the one with uh, except for the one i know Except for the one. Wow, it's nuts. So someone's going to sleep. That dude, you're going to knock uh, Mr. Gary out. Oh, yes, that's the plan. Yeah. I wonder if he knows that. Um, I don't think he does. I feel like he really feels like the UFC is spoon-feeding him. You know? Hey, I don't think they do that, by the way. Yeah. Every commentator says that. I do not think I, – I was an executive at CrossFit Inc. for 15 years. Mm-hmm. We never gave a fuck who won the CrossFit Games. Yeah, we don't give a shit. Everyone's like, "Well, they need Connor to do this, and they need Ian Gary to do this, so that they can." We no one, they don't care. And that's it's what gonna I, have, that's they're going to. We're going to make our money anyway. We don't give a fuck. And that's what my management team had told me. They had talked to Sean Shelby when they first gave me the fight. And um, they it's a lie. Could, they don't care. Yeah, they asked if I could do the fight, and I said, "Yeah, for sure." And they said, "Yeah," because they want to make they want to see if this guy is really the real deal. You know, and the fact that they came to me to do that, you know, somebody who fought Barbarino on four days notice, I feel like that's realistic. You know, somebody who's not afraid to punch somebody in the pocket, someone who's not afraid to go into a late round and keep throwing. Let's go. Let's get tired. Let's 
let's hit each other, you know? And I feel like, you know, I'm a, I'm a 85 to 94% different fighter when I have a full camp. I mean, that was just, wow, that's huge. I was actually going to ask you that. That's huge. I was thought was thinking it'd be like 5% different. No. Is it going to be your engine? Is your engine going to be different? My engine's going to be different. My punches are going to be quicker. My punches are going to be harder. My wrestling is going to be even more devastating. I mean, it's, I mean, it's night and day. Like that was, that was off the couch. I was on the couch for 12 days because, you know, you know, you get those little tweaks in practice and I had one in my knee and I didn't want to further my injury. I knew how close I was to the UFC. So I took some time off. I am on the couch. I'm eating pizza. I'm just hanging out. And you, the, my management team calls me like, Hey, you want to fight for the UFC tomorrow? Uh, you know, this week, you know what I mean? You want to fly out? And I'm like, yeah, right, let's go. You know, you know, my wife's going crazy. She's like, there's no way you can make 170 or 194 pounds. And I'm like, I'll let the scale tell me I can't make 170. I'm going right now, you know? And I did. I made 170 on the dot. And um, and how was your knee during the fight, by the way? Um, it it wasn't 100, you know? But, I mean, it's not an excuse that I should have used either, you know? Was it in your head when you're in the ring during those three rounds? Were, were there times when you took a step and you're like, like, instead of paying attention to him, your body's like, hey, pay attention to me? I think when people have injuries, they do that a lot, you know? that It's always lingering that they're like, oh, this is right there, you know? Um, especially, especially when he threw that first kick at it, I was like, you know, then, you know, your mind's like, oh shit, you know, damn, you know, is this shit going to be mangled in the fight? Am I going to fucking, you know? So I will say, you know, my, my focus was maybe distracted, maybe a little bit, but that in all said, in all sadness, I should have pressed the button way harder. You know, it was my debut. I should have just went for complete broke um and you know maybe that maybe the knee injury held me back you know maybe the fact that it was on four days notice and i'm experiencing all this stuff for the first time and i'm like oh i'm grabbing all this oh this is how the ufc goes oh this is i have to get take you know broadcast after broadcast after broadcast you know um, it looked like dude you were um to speak in video game terms like you like you were using all the energy you had without gassing out you looked yeah. like you were i mean the whole fight looked like it was being determined by who was pressuring more. Yeah. And he, and that motherfucker could throw, man, he yeah. just was just throwing the whole time. And then you would take, and you would take, then you would see he, he would lose a little gas and then you'd start pressuring him. It was like, you know what I mean? Like two guys pushing on like a barrel back and forth across. the I ring. do. Yeah. And and that's exactly what it felt like in the fight. You know, it felt like, you know, he'd, he'd finish a little four or five punch combination. And then I knew like, Oh yeah, I can hit the teep kick in there, run him down with a one, two. Yeah. Then maybe hit a shot on him. And then, you know, he'd climb up off the fence and now he'd turn it around and he'd back me up with a one-two with a leg kick. And then, you know, it, it did feel very like back and forth, back and forth. And I just, uh, you know, I have some regrets in that fight. Um, I mean, the fight's over now, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't dwell on it, but. If you um, have 10% more engine coming into this fight, this dude's in fucking big trouble. I mean, you, you guys, it was basically, it was like, it was basically like a Colby uh, Kumaro fight uh, against Barbarina. You guys were just maybe just a little behind them in turn. I mean, it was just, it was go. It was yeah. 15 minutes of dudes punching each other. Literally, you know? And, um, and if you put that pressure on Ian Gary with 10% more, he's fucked. 
Yeah, 10% more, and I'm telling a whole lot more power behind it. You know, there's been a whole lot more shoulder conditioning. You know, my shoulder conditioning's been at its at its peak. Um, uh, and Barbarena whole- doesn't do that. You were throwing harder punches. Yeah. He he is more Colby. You are more Camaro. Yeah, he, in that, he in does. that fight. He does, and I and I will say I felt I and I felt that when I was in there with him is he does do a lot of um maybe he does it to overwhelm or just distract, but he doesn't yeah, he doesn't put grease all the way on those punches, you know. Yeah, it he, looks cool. It's fun to watch. Like yeah. it's fun to watch Colby. Like he's just coming forward like this. Yeah, yeah. And uh and he's just touching, you know, body, head, 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 body, you know. And I was just that's what made me actually get comfortable in the fight is I'm like okay, well, this guy's not going to knock me out. You know, I was like, there's no way that he's knocking me out. And I'm feeling the punches, and I'm like, I don't I don't think I even walked off with a mark on my face off the fight. So uh, maybe, and, you know, sometimes fighters need that, oh, I'm going to die to bring out a straight freaking savage. You know what I mean? Sometimes fighters need to get hit with something that's just devastating to be like, oh, yeah, you hit me with that? Well, I'm about to just cradle your ass you know and maybe that's that's why i let myself get complacent in the in the fact that we were trading back and forth hamza just comes out like that hamza just comes out like that like like you got a knife to his mom's throat bro like you just told his whole family that you're gonna fucking kill him if he doesn't finish <laughs> yeah. his fight. hey do you think he tells himself stuff like that like have you like I, like I'll do this shit in the gym when I was in college. There'll be a pretty girl over there, and I'll be doing like pull ups, and I'm like, if I can get three more pull ups, this girl will date me. I mean, there's no yeah. chance she's gonna date me, but I would tell yeah. myself that, and then do the three, and just be like, well, and I trick myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think like, he well, does I did that? Three. Yeah. I, I think he does. I mean, do you do anything like that? Tell yourself any stories? You know, at the at the beginning of my fights, I used to. You know, especially when I was an amateur, mm-hmm. like I just used to. Well, the number one thing that I do now in fights is. I I dream and I think about every day. This dude's telling his mom. This dude's telling his wife, girlfriend. This dude's telling everybody and his whole people that he knows that he can. You mean beat me and Gary? Shit. Yeah, yeah, that, or anybody, you know, yeah. that they could beat the shit out of me. You think you can beat the shit out of me? That's who you're telling people that like you're trying to punk me right now to people I don't even know. That's where my mind goes. Like, n- hell no, you're not gonna punk me to people I don't know. Well, you're gonna have to show me then. You have to show those people, and that's the number one thing I love is fighting somebody in front of their people. I know Ian Gary's bringing all his uh, Irish family and friends down from Florida, and I love that. I love, like, I want your people to be there. Everybody you told that you could knock me out, everybody you told that you're going to sleep, show me, you know what I mean? And that gets me in there more than anything. Like, show me then, you know? And I didn't really feel that energy from Barbarina. You know, Barbarina didn't look like he's just telling everybody he's going to knock me out, you know? He just went in there and looked like, you know, he just loved to fight. And, you know, maybe I didn't have that hunger. But this, this, I mean, all of this, this whole time, seeing these interviews as Gary's doing and just, you know, hearing how I know he's talking about me. It's I haven't cool. watched one of his. I kind of got off the – I was kind of on the bandwagon for a little while, and then I just got off. I was like, fuck yeah. this. this. No, yeah. I'm not doing this, dude. And I mean, you know – And I, I like the Connor – I like the Connor hype train. I was on yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, and I, I won't I won't lie. Connor McGregor changed the game, and every, anybody who says he didn't is retarded, you know. Right. Uh, regardless of how he acts now, you know, I mean, that's – People people get offended by the word retarded. Could you just say tarted? Oh, tarted, yeah. No, Sorry. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just joking. <laughs> I was about to say, just okay, yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, it's just, it's um, 
it's a thing that, you know, people got to, you know, show him at least acknowledge that a part of him about it. Like you did crazy things in this game. You told, you showed people that you don't have to just be a, a strong fighter. You could be a showman and then get paid $2 million for a main event. So it's, hey, it's insane. Um, do you think that if, if, if Connor wouldn't have knocked out Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo with that first punch, that that could have, would have been a good fight. They would have just, it would have, they would have beat the shit out of each other. I feel like Connor would have lost that. Okay. Fair enough. And so how do you go? He fucked, um, uh, Jose fucked up and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because basically he came out there too stiff, right? He no, came running out there like a piece of steel. Up, he messed up at the very, Way before the fight, he messed up. And the thing that Conor McGregor did that he beat him before the fight just with all of the mind play, holding his belt. Um, if you see, if you go back in those interviews, he's holding his belt. He's taking pictures with his belts while, you know, Jose Aldo is getting interviewed by someone else, you know. like Yeah, yeah, that shit was awesome. That is, and you could tell, like, it was eating Jose Aldo alive. And like I said, you got to come in there with aggression, but you can't come in there with blind aggression. You can't come in there like, oh, I'm just running at this guy. Because, I mean, you still have to respect every athlete that's standing in front of you. They're yeah. there for a reason. Yeah. Um, but I feel like 100% that Jose Aldo lost that fight before the fight even began. You know, yeah. like his mindset was all over the place. He wanted to hit him too eagerly. He came in there, chin up in the air. And was just able to get countered hard. And it was just, and it's, I mean, I see, yeah, if, if Conor McGregor doesn't land that that first punch and Jose Aldo comes in there like he normally does with brutal leg kicks to start yeah. the fight off, yeah. oh, man, Conor McGregor would have been, I mean, I think he would have lost that. I mean, if not by unanimous decision, you know, by split for sure, he would have definitely lost. The code's been kind of cracked on him, huh? That whole leg kick thing. Yeah. I mean, and not, and, and it should have been cracked a long time ago just because how how wide he stands. When you stand that wide in MMA, it's so hard to pull your leg up and block a leg kick. You can't, you know? And I understand that's where he generates his power and his counter-punching, but he just stands way too wide for – I mean, I don't know how anyone didn't just start tearing that up, you know, off the off the rip. But um, And then also, like – why, I don't understand why more people didn't get him to the ground, especially when he fights people like Chad Mendez, you know? That um, fight was crazy. He's lucky. That, he, he's so lucky Chad gassed out. He's so dude, lucky. I'm telling you, because he was getting mauled. Mauled. And, man, I, I mean, Conor McGregor did a great job in his, in his beginning of his career, like, playing with people's minds. And then that, that puts – that gasses you out. When you have to work in your mind as hard as you have to work, you know, with your body, you gas out quick. You know, if you can't just go in there and fight free and not have to think about, oh, this and this and this and this. Oh, he said he was going to do this. I can't let that happen to me. You know, no. Nah, see, you got to you get you get tore down, you get beat down, you get gassed out. And it's uh, I mean, he, he, he did a great game plan, but now everybody's kind of broken that. As you see, Dustin Poirier doesn't really he didn't really get, oh, Connor's going to beat me. You know what I mean? Or oh, he didn't really get all emotional about it so when he went in there and freaking connor got the first time and connor got knocked out i was like i'm not gonna lie i stood up out of my chair i didn't expect that i was like whoa like he just and then the second time just just be be, fuck i mean the second time would just been icing on the cake yeah but i feel like that's 
that's another thing mindset wise is Conor McGregor defeated himself in that fight too, thinking like, Oh, cause he came, he came in the first fight being nice Connor, you know, like respectful. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, I changed and then he tried to force. Yeah. Emotion yeah. Back into Neither it. of those were the real Connor, right? The Neither nice guy. Them. And then the over Dick guy. It's like, yeah. And it just, and you yeah. can see like, you know, playing that, playing that little acting yeah. thing kind of just beat you into a corner. And I mean, his leg snapping was just, wow. Um, I speak, speaking of beating into a corner, I don't think the Will Smith slap was real. Here's, 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 here's my two cents, and then I would love to get your expert opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw, in, in the slow-mo, I see, I see Chris Rock brace for it, right? Yeah. So, like, he knew it was coming. And then what are the chances that that didn't fucking, like, hit him in the ear and just knock him down? I mean, Will yeah. Smith's a big fucking strong dude. Literally. Um, and, 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 and on the other end, Chris Rock's kind of like a little dude. Yeah, he is a little guy. I I will say, um, really, like, who gives a fuck what anyone says in that environment? Like, like those dudes just—they're professional. They're both comedians. They tear people up, literally. And not only that, like you know, at the at those awards that that's going to happen when they put a comedian as the host. You're you're not. You got to roll with the punches. You, no one's meaning these things and literally tearing you down, like purposely like yeah okay we hate you jada pink and yeah you're yeah. bald you know nobody's trying to say that you know he's just literally making a joke that he's seen and it, i think some i think some sources say that the joke was actually on the teleprompter that the the the, the writers of the freaking show wrote the joke and he's just reading off the teleprompter and why wouldn't jada just stand up and flex or like use that as like a moment yeah. to like be like or, or wave to him or be yeah. like or like afterwards, tell the reporters, you know that guy wants to fuck me, or, or just say something witty, yeah. like. And that's and that's just her being self conscious because of everything that's gone on in media about her. You know, you know, she had that little fling or whatever with that young rapper while she was still married with Will Smith. There was a ton of stuff going on about that. Um, and then you know she didn't, you know, maybe she felt like it was, you know, I don't know, I don't know, but I will say about the slap, it looked. I mean, for me to slap the crap out of somebody, Will Smith's crap, his slap looked terrible, terrible. Like, and it just barely caught his chin, or, or the, like it's almost like they talk to a stunt man and be like, "Okay, this if it's gonna be real, he's got to get hit." But this is yeah. the absolute least damage you could do if you slap him. And I'm not even lying. Like, if somebody walks out of the crowd and slaps me, I'm slapping him back. <laughs> well, fuck! Yeah. I, I know you are. Uh, I know you are. That They're acting afterwards. Will, I believe Chris Chris Rock pulled it off pretty good. Um, yeah. like to make it seem real when he said when he's like, "Hey, don't don't say my wife's fucking name." And then uh, Chris Rock's like, I, "I'm not going to." I feel yeah. like that felt real, but um, man, something about it's not. I mean, I'm okay if they staged it too. I'm not mad at them. Fuck, I think I mean, it's cool as shit if they stole they stole the internet for two days. Good on. I mean, I'm proud of them. They were just talking about how Oscar, like, uh, people tune into the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, they're down. They're, like, way down. So, I mean. And you know that shit sponsored by Pfizer. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Yeah, the, the, the beginning of that show, it says the Oscars are sponsored by, by BioNTech and Pfizer. It's fucking, our world is so screwed up. Yeah, it is insane. And I, it, it's so many, it's so crazy how many people have their hands in something, you know? Like, it's. 
I mean, this crypto stuff, it has his hands in everything. You know? Oh, are you playing around with crypto? I'm not. I'm uh, not. But I mean, I just notice it being, are, you know. Aren't you a James Krause guy? Aren't you over at Glory MMA? No, no, no. I, I have. I've trained there uh, a few times, but no, uh, I, I know all those guys very, very well, very well. Um, but because um, he's a money guy. James Krause is a smart money man, right? He is. He is. He does. He frugal, does a frugal good job. And smart. Investing. Yeah. Yeah, a good job investing the money. That's why he's able to, you know, f- a lot of fighters in. in I love position. him. Yeah, I, I had him on the show once. Position. He's fun. Yeah, yeah. A lot of fighters in his position would would keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting. But you see that he's not that hell bent on fighting, and that's just because he has used his money in a, a smart manner. He's not. Most people keep fighting because for one, maybe they love it, but for two, they want the money that comes with the fights. He's. He's not having to do that, you know. He's having. He knows he can live an enjoyable life and not have to, you know, scrounge for fifty thousand dollars bonuses all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I do. I'd rather I, drive a Honda Civic and have forty k in the bank than drive a Escalade and and, and be in owe money. I'd rather, yeah, way rather. Literally, you know, and that's and that's the number one thing too that a lot of people when I started fighting, especially in a small town. They always asking like, "Oh, where are you gonna move? You're gonna move to California yet?" I'm I'm looking at I'm like, "Why would I move? Everybody in this town knows me. I get half the stuff I have for free." Yeah. Um, no, I won't. You'll be at the hamburger shop and someone will cover your shake. You're like, "Thank you." Yeah, literally. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna move to to a bigger city where no one even knows me, and then I'm just gonna be a nobody spending all the money that I have. Yeah, I'm gonna keep this money, keep this house payment that's next to nothing in sedalia missouri a small town and you own your house yeah we oh you're a boss and you own a you own a barber shop too right yeah yes for definitely own a barber shop i uh oh yeah let's see where that is sedalia sorry go ahead sorry oh yeah go ahead yeah go ahead Uh, so darren you how long have you owned the barber shop i opened it up a little over three years ago um and i was uh i've always i've always cut hair um and i tried working different jobs while training for fighting and stuff and you cut nope. the hair yourself yeah do you have your you do it uh, legally you have like your license and all yeah, that or? I did all of it yeah no it, shit it was uh it was it was a process but i knew it would make it would make fighting life so much easier um so i i went ahead and it's 11 months of schooling you have to do um and I did schooling for 11 months, and you have to go to school for six hours a day, which oh I, thought, God. I thought was pretty ridiculous for cutting hair. Hey, is it just you and shit, hot chicks? <laughs> no, no. It's it's, oh. it's it's actually just me and my brother. No, 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 no. I mean in the school. Oh, yeah. there's there, Yeah, there was a ton of just females in there. Yeah, for sure. Wow. And, yeah. and the other dudes, and the, most of the other dudes in there are gay. So did you already have a wife when you went there? Yeah. Yes, I did. Oh. What did she think about you going there? Was she like oh, checking I, your I, phone every time you came home? No, I feel like I'm a pretty trustworthy guy. You know, I, I shoot straightforward. If I don't want to be somewhere or be with somebody, uh, they they know. You know what I mean? I don't try to – I don't play this two-faced, two-man guy where I'm like, oh, yeah, I love you, and now I'm smashing Brittany on the side. You know, hey, yeah. Let me see the town again. I want to. I want to tell people where it's at who are listening to the podcast instead of watching. So this looks like it's uh, east. Pull out even more. This is uh, looks like it's east of uh, Kansas City by how many miles? Uh, probably about 80, 80 miles or so. Okay, 
pull out even more. Wow, you are really in the middle of the straight fucking country. In the middle, straight in the middle. Um, in the heart. How the much? Heart how, of this game. how much is a home? So, so if you fly to a fight, you go to Kansas City and fly out of there. Yeah, fly out of Kansas City, most likely. Yeah. And how much is a home in Sedalia? Um. Uh. Our house, which is a, a a pretty a pretty nice house, it's two story, five bedroom. Wow, two and a half bath, or maybe three and a half bath actually, um, and it probably costs us one hundred eighty thousand. You know, maybe it values now maybe two hundred two hundred twenty thousand, but I mean it's yeah, I mean it's easy living for you know. For wow. where for speaking of where anywhere else right now, you know, it's I mean, it's it's super easy living. Wow. Yeah. And, and you like the town? You like the people? Love the town. Uh, I've been there since I was in grade school. So, I mean, like everybody knows me. I, I know most people. Um, it's a it's a it's a nice town. I like it. You know, you can always go. You can always go travel somewhere. And we do that. We travel to, you know, California, Florida. Um, Las Vegas, places like that. But I mean, why stay there? We can always go back to somewhere that's, you know, peaceful, you know, somewhere that, you know, it's not so crazy. You ain't got to worry about traffic. You ain't got to worry about crazy people, you know, doing some stuff on the street. All you got to do is, you know, oh, I'll go visit there. Oh, this was a nice vacation. So Sedalia safe too. It's chill. Oh yeah. It's chill for sure. Are you in farm country? Is it like a farm, farmland and stuff? It's close. Yeah. It's okay. So Sedalia is probably like the biggest city like in the middle of farmland. Like we have uh, like these other towns like Smith and like Lincoln. you see a cow every day. Like when you yeah, drive around, for sure, okay. probably, probably. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. I mean, we, we, yeah, I, I talked about getting some cows, you know what I mean? Just because, you know, it, now's the it, time, buddy. It's money. It's money right there. And, my, and maybe food and maybe food. Literally we get, we get a, we get a fresh cow killed every probably like every year we get 300 pounds of beef that we, we see the cow. They kill the cow. They give us the beef instead of going to, to Walmart because. And you put the, and you have a freezer. Yeah, deep freeze, huge. Yeah, huge deep freeze. We actually had to buy a second one so that we could store the cow in there. But I mean, it's 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 the best way to do beef right now, just because it's two dollars and sixty cents if you kill the whole cow. Oh yeah, a pound, two dollars and sixty cents a pound. You know what I mean? And right now, I don't know what beef is a pound like six dollars or something it's no, thir- thir- 13 in my house 13 in my house that's horrible yeah that is that is tragic thir- 13.99 yeah see i mean and you couldn't even get i mean you you buy a steak too many times at the at the grocery store and you're making a car payment you know what i mean it's just horrible you know it's funny you say that one of my friends has property uh, he lives about i don't know 20 miles from me and he just got 21 cows and um i told him i said hey I'll buy a, uh, I want to buy one of those cows. And he, I forget how much he said. It'd be like 1500 bucks or 800 bucks. I can't remember. Yeah. He goes, Hey, you need a deep freezer. And I go, Hey, I'll it's, I figured did the math and it was cheaper. If I buy a huge freezer, give it to him. He stores it on his land and I store my meat in there. He's like, you want your freezer back? I'm like, no, it's still cheaper. Literally. And, and healthier meat. The meat, the cows are just going to eat the shit. Like he doesn't even feed his cows crap. Yeah. They're just, eat his grass they eat on the his grass property. they don't get these yeah. hormone like yeah. okay i went past i went i drove through i drive through texas sometimes i go to new mexico to do some training i drive through texas and texas has like one of the biggest slaughter fields you ever seen in your life for beef 
and it's disgusting. For one, these all these cows are just held in mud. There's no green grass, period, at all. And they're all in these cages, and they're nose to ass, nose to ass, nose to ass. Which no I one mean, likes that. No one likes that. Literally, no one. No <laughs> one likes that. And not only that, you know that they're walking around in all their own shit, and you're getting all those fumes. I mean, they may not be eating the shit, but still the fumes from the shit are getting into that cow. And then they're just slaughtering them. Like, when I seen that, dude, I almost went vegan. I promise. I, I hear like, you. I hear you. Whoa. I was like, this is horrible. I can't even believe this. But then I ate a burger again, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going vegan. I don't care about that. Um, but it's it's just it's just insane the way that we mass produce all of this meat. I mean, chickens and, and too. Before I became a barber, I worked catching chickens for Tyson's. Tyson's one of the biggest chicken plants oh. in the United hey, States. S- sorry to interrupt, Dar- uh, Caleb. Doesn't um, doesn't Mertens have fifteen thousand pigs? He manages for Tyson. Yeah. He that does. is for Tyson, right? Okay. And he, where so. is he? He's in Iowa. He's in yeah, he's in Iowa. Okay. This other he, athlete we have on the show on the regular, he he his day job is um managing fifteen thousand pigs. That would be Tyson. horrible. I would have yeah. especially being pigs, you know what I mean? Pigs, they said pigs, if they can get you on the ground, they'll eat you alive. Period. They wow. said pigs said if they they said if pigs knock you down on the ground, they will just start eating you alive. Period. I, did you ever see the um, – now we're getting off subject here a little bit. But did you ever see that HBO documentary where um, – Deadwood? Uh-uh. No, not a documentary. It's a series. It's a four-season series. You never saw Deadwood? Ever, no. Uh-uh. Anyway, that's how they dispose of the bodies. Everyone they kill, they just feed them to the hogs. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Because pigs will eat anything. The, um, some of these pigs that they kill for Tyson's, they literally – I might be telling too many secrets, but I don't care. No, tell they, them. Tell them. They literally – feed these pigs crushed up recycling like any rubber plastic cardboard anything that they can crush up into where it's so tiny that it's yeah almost getting like a like a little paste look to yeah. it and then they just put these vitamin drops in there throw them to the pigs and the pigs will eat everything so they're not even eating real food it's like and this and this makes them huge within three three weeks you know what i mean like crazy it's I've crazy. heard of that. I've I've heard of that. That basically there's like there's actually some limit. Like twenty percent of what you can feed them is like packaging or something. Literally, like it's disgusting. That's horrible. Um, and but anyway, the chickens though they they store the chickens probably the same way that they do the cows. There is I used to catch chickens and you have to catch sixty thousand chickens a night in one eight hour shift. You have to catch sixty thousand chickens. And How did you do that? You have like some vehicle you chase them around with. No, you do them by hand. You catch six chickens in each hand. Okay, yeah, it was crazy. When I first went to this job, I'm like, no way, this is a real job. Like, and yeah, that course, doesn't even that doesn't even sound possible. Sixty thousand. I don't even. I I can't even imagine. Can you pull up sixty thousand chickens, Caleb, and, and see what kind of images we see? Okay, go on, Darren. I want to see this. Crazy. Okay, so they have a barn that's as long as a football field, and uh-huh. you see when right when you walk in the door from the from the tip where you walk in the door to the back of that. Is just ass to ass, nothing but chickens. Ass uh-huh. to ass. I mean, like just like those white chickens, like you just like you see in cartoons, just a That's plain it. white. Okay, just plain okay. white chickens with the yeah. red little things on them. And yeah. I mean, you see nothing else, but you don't see the floor or anything. And you pick. You have to grab six chickens at a time. You have to grab three, three in each of these fingers right here. You got to grab one in each of these fingers right here. One. Yeah. 
by the legs, scoop them like that. Yes, that's exactly what it looks like. And you have to just sit there. They So those things that they're eating out of right now, they're automatic. So they automatically raise up and they go to the ceiling and you just start grabbing as many chickens as you can. And it's you and six other people. And what do you do with them? So you have six chickens and then what do you do with them? You ever seen those trucks that have all those chickens in them? That, yeah. Okay, so those are each individual cages and they're like five individual cages. You just lift the lid down. One person lifts the lid down and you guys just throw as many as you can in there until they're all the way packed in and full. Shut the lid, open the next one. Throw them. How are they not falling out as you put them in or they are? No, they're not. And you know what? The first time I did this, I didn't even know what to do. Like I'm picking up one chicken like this. It's flapping at me. It's pooping (laughs) everywhere. I'm like, what the hell? And I worked with Hispanics and I'll tell you what, they made this shit look like it was easy. Every day that I left there, I was covered in chicken shit from head to toe. There was not one Hispanic that had a drop of chicken shit on them. I'm like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? How? How is that even possible? And I started learning the rhythm of it. And like, you can literally throw these chickens in there from like 15 feet away from this cage and they all make it in there and they never move out of it. Like, once it's dark to a chicken, we catch them all at night. So once it's dark to a chicken, chickens will go stalemate. They won't move. They won't run. They won't do anything. They just sit there when it's dark. So you catch them at night and you just throw them in those cages and they just sit there. They don't care if they're. And where do they go from there? Are those being, to, are they being killed for meat? Don't you need those guys for eggs? No, there's different. So there's different chickens that do the eggs. They, they, they have meat chickens and then they have egg, egg chickens. Are the meat chickens dudes? Or it doesn't matter. Are they think, all chicks? They're I all girls. I think they're all chicks. I don't think they're. I don't think you can. I don't think they can use roosters as meat chickens. <laughs> that's just my. I just my. That's just my knowledge of it. I actually, I actually uh, went and bought my own chickens as well. So I eat all fresh eggs too. I have. I have. Uh, you have them at your house where you're sitting right now. You got chickens in your backyard. Yeah, I got like three, four different kinds. Wow, how many chickens yeah. total? Yeah, uh, probably just like ten. Is it but, is it a lot of work? Or like, do you wish you didn't do it, or are you glad you did do it? I I'm glad I did it because like you get free eggs. You know the chickens you buy. You have chicken. to feed them. You have to pay for the food though, right? Yeah, you have to pay for the food. But uh, I mean, still paying for the food and the amount of eggs you get. I mean, it's crazy. These chickens lay eggs twice a day. And we do have you ever we eat have, raw eggs. Do you ever just crack one, put it in a cup, and throw it down like you're in a hurry? I used to do that, but man, it 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 messes with my gag reflexes horribly like that's even just fine. one even if you just do one like i did i do one every once in a while and it just slides right i'm always surprised that it slides down so easy it does slide down but that's what makes me want to gag the the way that it feels it feels like i'm swallowing a big ass loogie oh. i'm like oh wow Ugh. and it's just hey i think that's healthy i'm from california i don't think i i should have that i shouldn't like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh I think, it's, I think it's i think it's healthy that it gives you a gag reflex Oh yeah, no, yeah. It's it's it it is. Uh, it's I used to do it, but it's just not. It's not my cup of tea. I mean, that's just yeah. It's not. It's not a nice. It's not a nice way to eat an egg. I'd rather scramble it up. You you were you are you a pro boxer also? I did professional boxing. Yes. Um. I I mean I I love professional boxing to be honest. Like professional boxing is where it's at. How many fights have you had as a professional? Just two. Just two professional boxing. I did some kickboxing when. I was in amateurs, um, but just two professional boxing. But I will say I had the best time in the world doing boxing. And at one, 
one boxing match, the one that I lost to split decision, I won that one as well. I don't understand why people, the judges hate me. I need to stop going to judges because they hate me. It must be how I look or something. No, you look like a nice guy. You know, you look like just a, just a, like a healthy version of Bob Marley. You're oh, there we go. Dude. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You got good vibes. I'm, I'm feeling you. But like, I, I, I mean, I beat the dog out of this boxer. He was seven and no boxer. He did like a hundred and something amateur boxing matches. I mean, this dude was legit. And they called me on three weeks notice thinking, you know, hey, we'll just beat this can up real What's quick. What's his name? What's his name? Can you pull it up, Caleb? What's his name? Tony Tony Woods. Okay. Yeah. Pull his name up. Tony Woods. I think he's like 10 and 0 now. He should be 9 and 1. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, we, we went to, it was supposed to be six rounds. When you do a boxing match, you either do four rounds or six rounds. This dude said five rounds. We did five rounds for one. So, you know, if we had that sixth round, he would have been on his back. I would have, I would have slapped him. There he is. Yeah, there he is. Oh shit, he is ten and zero. Yeah, I'm serious, dude. And I freaking like, man, I wish I had a picture of his face after we hey, boxed. So, Darian, why can't you? I'm going to say something so dumb here. Bear with me. This is just mm -hmm. a, a dude who doesn't fight. Why can't you just make your hands so fucking lethal? Why can't you just train boxing like be the next Lomo, get Canelo work, footwork, get and just and then just also on the side, just be like, oh, hey, there? there's nobody who can keep me down. If you take me down, I am fucking getting up like Izzy. Like this one motherfucker second. is one second. Yeah. We're coming back. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I why not just, you just for a second? Why not train hands? Like, like, can you hear me now? All right, now go. Let's why can't you can just hear. train hands like there's yeah, no tomorrow? Let me check. All right, all right, all right. Can you hear? You can hear me. I can hear you. Yep. Yeah, you can hear me. You can't hear me. This is weird. Strange. You can log. Oh, you can log out and log back in. I don't in. know why I can't hear you. Here, tell. Uh, I'm gonna text um. Let me uh, see. Let's check this. Where's his name? Uh, you can log. Is it cool out if I jump out and jump back and in? Okay. Log in. Smart dude. Smart dudes think alike. Uh, do you, how close are you to that, Caleb? To where he lives? To Salibi, Sedalia. Oh, um, where I'm from is probably about three hours. Okay. Three I just think all, I just think you and him and Colton Merton are neighbors. We're pretty pretty much the same, yeah. All of those stories he's telling about with the farming is that's when I used to go to college. There would just be like semi trucks, uh -huh. and you could just hear the pigs like squealing as they drove by. And then uh, where we used to have soccer practice it was in a cornfield. Hey, that's what the um, that's what the Germans heard when they took the Jews to the camps. <laughs> no shit. Very no similar. Shit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Crazy. Back at it. Back crazy i i heard a story i heard a story of, of like germans in church and the and the train full of jews would be going by and you would hear them screaming and so the choir would just sing louder makes me want to fucking vomit <laughs> yeah that's horrible that's why i don't tolerate any of this shit people i don't tolerate any censorship zero say as much hate speech as you want because tomorrow that'll be love speech you never don't trust anyone to tell you what's hate and what's not fucking idiots Okay. Um, Tony Woods. Uh-oh. Did we lose Darian again? He froze. He's either froze or he's staying still, like really still and fucking with us. He's got that Midwest Wi-Fi. I like the um, I like these guys like Israel Adesanya who have crazy hands, but you can't hold them down. Like the second someone takes Izzy down, he's standing up already. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. He has a, he has top of the line, um, like wrestling defense, which I feel like if you're, or is it just quick reflexes? They always say that, but as a novice, I'm just like, not even as a novice, as an ignoramus, I'm just like, no, the thing is, is that the second a guy takes you down, you have to like have zero, zero tolerance for it. You have to just be like getting up, like, fuck you. I'd stand down. And it's serious athleticism on his part as well. I mean, he's a, he's a crazy athlete to be able to do something and move the way he does. I mean, yeah, you're a crazy athlete. Um, but I mean, I guess maybe it's just seen just because of the weight difference, but we've seen him go up a weight class and we've seen him get held down on the ground. Smushed. Quite, yeah, quite smushed. Yeah. So it may be the reflexes because the heavier the guy, the slower your reflexes are going to be. You know, you got 220 pounds sitting on you. Now you're like, oh, shit. How am I going to get up as fast? But I mean, he might, be, like, he might be one of those weird dudes too. Like, I have sons who are twins. And one of them, when you pick him up, he feels light as a feather, and the other one feels like a brick shit house. They're the same dude, and it's and their center of gravity is like so different. Like one, of, it's so trippy. I like maybe Izzy's one of those guys. Like one of my boys feels like he's got like bird bones, like they're hollow. And oh, I can yeah. see Izzy having kind of that, maybe having that feel to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, to where he's yeah, I I could see that as well. I mean, like it's, if you get on him, he's in he's got trouble. Maybe yeah. Yeah, maybe he. Yeah, if you if you can stay on top of him, I, I actually would have loved to see. Uh, remember a, a few years ago, him and um, uh, Yoel Romero fought. Yoel Romero is the best wrestler, and he did not use that to his advantage. I feel like I blame Yoel for that fight. I blame Yoel every day of my life. Like if you would have just and wrestled I like him. him and did what you wanted to do, yeah, instead of trying to show people like oh i'm not scared of him i'll stand and punch with him who cares get the belt like yeah go ahead and hurt this man and then you get out of there you know and so it's just oh man i blame you all every day he could be champion right now i accept it from Derek and um ninganu their first fight i wasn't hating i was yeah. okay that i paid 100 bucks for that or whatever like it's two big dudes like that shit happens and they but, know but they i didn't both... accept it from izzy and yoel yeah and they both can put people to sleep you know they understood that. Like, yes, if either one of them hits each other one time, they could go to sleep. So it's two dudes fighting with chainsaws, right? You're only going to get hit once, and <laughs> yeah, and then it's over. And then, yeah, yeah. And then, that's that's the book. So I mean, it's yeah. It's, are it's, are it's, you a different breed because of your boxing, like, and your footwork? Is is it something that other UFC fighters who didn't box like might not get, might not understand? Uh, maybe I feel like you know. A lot of like we know Canelo would kill Usman in a boxing match, right? I mean, just destroy him, right? Yeah, and 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 Usman's manager over here talking about, oh, Canelo doesn't. You're nuts. Canelo is the coldest person with hands in the world. He would kill anybody. I feel like he can go up to heavyweight and knock out freaking Joshua, uh, Anthony Joshua. I feel like, and his footwork is insane too. Everything insane. I mean. The way he, this guy moves his head in such a relaxed manner where he's not even trying to – like you see most MMA fighters or most boxers, when they try to slip a punch, they try to slip all the way out of the way. He gets a half an inch from your glove and then back in there. You're like, gosh, dang. I mean, the the, the sight on you to be able to do that, it has to be ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, I feel like a lot of, a lot of fighters train – boxing a lot of fighters train some type of footwork um 
I feel like does that footwork not translate to MMA? Meaning, meaning, like Canelo is not going to that that thing that Canelo, Manny, and um, Lomo do so well—that stepping to the side and punching on the side—does that not work in MMA? Someone will grab you and fuck you up. Not at all. I feel like MMA you have to have even more footwork because okay. not, only, not only are you getting out of the way of punches, but people are trying to kick you in your legs. You know, like boxers have little aware wide stances. Like I was saying, Conor McGregor, that's how he's so good at striking is because his wide stance keeps his power. But of course, Wonder Boy too in your weight division. Yeah. And you could, you can't do that all the time, but, and you see how Wonder Boy, even though he keeps a wide stance, he freaking, Oh yeah. Where'd you guys find this at? Blau. Do you see that? Well, I get, you can rock with a jab like that. Come on now. Damn. You're thick, dude. Damn, Dude, how much do you weigh there? Right there, we had a weigh in at I had a weigh in at 170 on the dot. He wouldn't even let me weigh 170.1. But right there, I probably weigh like 189 pounds. I come back into the ring big as hell. Like, man, where did you find this? I need to get on this. Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. look at my my jab. That's my jab doing that to my man. Come on. When is he he looks again? exhausted. He's exhausted. He didn't even want to be in there with me. <laughs> he just about fell off you right there. Get off of me. Look at yeah, and this is what I'm talking about. Like I like his shorts. I like his shorts. That's what I like about it. I do like his shorts too. Um, I you see, I got the Mike Tyson shorts on, all black, just yeah. tiny ones. I made sure I was like, Yeah, I need the Mike Tyson shorts for this. Yeah, no, and I mean that's how the whole fight went. I mean, I'm just stinging them, moving out the way. And, I mean, they Damn. gave him the split decision. This is the whole fight, how it went like this. Hey, do you feel this in your body when you watch this? Like, do you feel it, this in your body? Like, or what no? do you mean? Like, what like, part? Like, like, as you're punching him right there, he's punching you. Do you do you feel it? Ooh, like, yeah. Do you feel I your mean, whole my, body tighten up a little bit? muscles tense up. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I And, I mean, that, that was a fun fight. Like, that, that was a weird one because it was like a small promotion. But in that arena, it looked fake. Had, it looked like Hollywood. The the yeah. way the ring was lit up and everything else was dark. It looked like like in that sequence. in that darkness back there because they had the <laughs> lights so bright. In that arena, they had ten thousand people. I was wow. like, this was actually a church in uh, Springfield, Missouri. Wow. Yeah, they held ten thousand people in there, and I'll tell you what, that building was so small, and there were so many people in there. When they screamed and cheered, like you could feel the ring vibrating, and I was like. That was that's that was, alone was amazing to me. Like that's what kept me going. I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go!" You know that I mean? dude's so, ten and zero now. That was Tony Woods. Yeah, ten and zero. I would have dropped. Man, come on, and give me a sixth round. Like it was supposed to be six rounds. Give me a sixth round. He's dead on the canvas. He can't even move in the fifth round. I'm ducking his punches. He's not even tagging me that much. My footwork is trash, and I'm still moving out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, man. I mean, <laughs> how dude, many rounds was the fight? If, if you wanted six, five, how many did five. five rounds? It was five rounds, and I just wanted one more round because that's how boxing's ran. It's either four rounds, six rounds, or 12 rounds. You don't get three rounds, you don't get you know, five rounds. No, you get these. This is the this is how it's supposed to be. And they changed the rules up just because he's taking me on three weeks' notice. I'm not even a boxer. Why, you not, why not be six rounds? You know, if you're such a boxer, out cardio me. You know, out jab me for six rounds and put me to sleep. But no, he knew. He knew. I mean, he knew. I mean, especially once he got in there, he was like, who the hell is this? And I'm like, but I just hate being beat. I hate being, especially by people who think that 
they're the shit. That Tony Woods guy, like before I fought him, I mean, he walked around like he was the man. He, I could see on all his social media that he's, oh, I'm the next prospect in boxing. No, stop telling your family you're going to knock me out because it's not true. Okay. It's not true. I'm going to come in there and I'm going to hurt you if, if this is what you're doing. And so I feel like that's, I do, I work best under pressure. I work best in the, in the spotlight. I work best when, they put me up against the best guy that they can. All right, well, let's go. Let's see. Let's find out if he's the best guy you can. That's why I'm so excited for this Ian Gary fight. I mean, let's find out if you're the best guy that they found. Let's find out if you're Conor McGregor because I'm about to be Nate Diaz. Yeah, I think you were going to uh, hurt him. Um, when you went to beautician school, you went with your brother at the same time? You guys nah, together? No, actually, no? I'm, what's cool about that is I'm actually training. I thought you were talking about my shop. I'm actually – I'm actually training my brother. I can do an apprenticeship oh. where my brother was allowed to work into the shop right with me. Oh. And then we were able to do that. Yeah, check them cuts out. And it's called the Weekly Barber. The Weekly Barber, freshest cuts in the game. Do you see and that? And it's called the Weekly Barber because dudes who want to get their hair tightened up every week. Every week. And not only that, I use it as a pun because during <laughs> weeks – Oh, yes, yes, that. yes. It worked God, I'm both slow. Ways. God, I'm slow. And and um, white dudes or just black dudes want to get their hair cut every week? Black dudes, Mexicans, white guys, Filipinos. We even got um, – yeah, So no no racism there. You cut anyone's hair every week. Oh, yeah. We even got Micronesians. You know what a Micronesian is? <laughs> a, sm- a small Samoan, like a little tiny one like this? Literally, A micro yeah. one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it is, though. Literally, they're from an island. They're from Micronesia, which is the same island. It's close to – it's a uh, it's a small version of the rock. It's a little bite sized version a of the small. rock. They're literally Samoans, but they're no taller than five nine. No shit. I swear. Micronesians. They're, they're on a smaller island, so they can't grow them as big. Literally, I guess. That's most what it'd be. They don't they don't get as much as much sun or something. I don't know. But it's and you have all those people in um uh Sedalia. You got the whole gambit. You yeah. got you got, got whitey, blacky, Mexicans, Hispanics. It's pretty crazy my- how many it's pretty crazy how many ethnicities we really have. I mean, we have we have Russians. We got, you know, Ukrainians. We got. When you say uh, Russians, you mean people who are in like the FBI um, protect <laughs> protection program? They throw you out in Sedalia. <laughs> Something. Yeah, because they all come from California. So I don't know what they're in. So, uh, you know, you don't, you never know what they're in. But we got, we got Mexicans. We have Indians. Okay, okay. How about this? Do you got North Koreans? <laughs> we have. We, <laughs> We have Korean people, but I don't know if they're North Korean now. I don't right. know if they're they're loud about that, but we definitely have Koreans. Victor says they're still taller than me. The Micronesian they are. <laughs> oh, really? oh yeah, it's 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 pretty uh it's pretty insane uh the how small the town but how diverse it is at, at the same time. Like it's it's I don't even understand why all these people come to this little town. Do you, do you guys have is your Affordable. Tyson factory close to you or no? Yeah, super close. Like, the what factory, Caleb? The what factory? The Tyson factory. Yeah, oh, every single why. one of those people works at Tyson. Yes, exactly, exactly. When I was in Northwest Iowa, it was the exact same way. Everybody, like you just, the high school had like 300 different dialects and languages just from all the kids that were just living in in, in Iowa. It just, and it was, and all of them worked at the Tyson factory. And I mean, every one of these people are, yeah, every one of them work at Tyson's. And it is just... It's hey, crazy. you need it's to crazy. tell that you need to you need to tell these motherfuckers too. Like, it's cool that the Democrats let you in, but as soon as you get here, you need to be a Republican because the Democrats want to keep you poor. So, so get in the country on the back of the Democrats, and then quickly switch to Libertarian, and, and get the fuck as far away as you can Dude. from these fuckers because they want to keep you poor. 
And I, and I'm telling you right now, like I see that with, a, you know, people, people forget that the democratic party uh-huh. used, to the, used to be the biggest one in racism. Like not, what, not what? used to be, not used to be. Oh, well they hide it different now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they sure do. They definitely like, and I mean, I, I, what are you making just, us? Are you microwaving us something? What are you making? Oh, us? I'm just, I'm just, uh, putting my breakfast in here. I'm actually about to, uh, go to, uh, go to practice real quick. Uh, but, uh, no, yeah, the Democrat, the, the Democratic Party, like, they're the reason that this Black Lives Matters, like, and I, and I mean, don't get me wrong, okay? Like, Black Lives Matter. Here we go, Every, people. Here we go. My favorite subject. Everybody lives matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. You know what I'm saying? I'm a black person. How dare you say that? You don't understand racism. Exactly. How dare you say that? And I don't, and I don't walk around sitting here thinking like, you know, and I mean, okay, yeah, people were oppressed. I understand that. But. Right now, just to dwell on it, if that's just keeping the hatred funneling in. You can keep now. Now, every time a white person's around a black person, that's what they're going to think. Every oh, time, black- dude, my wife came back from Whole Foods about a year ago and she goes, hey, I had a black checker. I'm like, so she's like, I'm fucking 45 years old. I've never thought to myself I have a black checker. Now I see the black person and I'm like, does this motherfucker think I'm racist or do they think yes, I'm white supremacist? Like, that's I'm like, oh, she's like, do. these fuckers infected my brain. I'm like, fuck. Dude, and that's what they wanted to do. They're like, OK, we can't keep the division by like we just need to, the way we can keep the division is make you know, people think that, oh, now black people are overly important. And now you have to respect them every time you see them. Oh, you might be racist if you're not thinking this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, come on, chill out now. Do you know what it is? It's the racist people who are so fucking guilty for their own racism that now they want to say that everyone in the world is racist. And here's the thing, like, those of us who aren't racist, we don't even, I don't even, like, real non-racist don't hate racist. We feel sorry for you. It's a shitty way to live your life. Like, Period. I don't even care. Like, if you want to be racist, go ahead. I just won't shop at your shop or hang out with you. Period. But I feel sorry for your ass. Like, there's been multiple times where, you know I mean, people have called me nigger, you know, people have done that. But, like, I don't. Where? Where did someone do that? Where does someone do that? Like, you're just, you're, you're, where does someone do that? Well, you know, I live, I, I, I live around a small town. Now, I'm not saying. People in my small town are racist per se. But right. like I said, I live in Bodunk farm country around there. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So there are some people with some shaded values. You know what I mean? Um, but listen but, to like, this. I grew up in Berkeley and Oakland. And uh, like I would be with uh, I and, and I would be with my girlfriend. I was with my girlfriend at the Ice Cube concert. And um, we're, we, we got there early and went up to the front. It was small venue, like just seats like 500. Right. Yeah. Ice Cube and the lynch mob. This is like in. I don't know, two thousand something, early two yeah. thousand, and 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 these dudes, five black dudes, come up to me and they tell me that they better not see me hold my girlfriend's hand; she's black, and that I better fucking go to the back. And yeah. I'm never, I'm never ever, or or like I would be in McDonald's like with six of my white friends at like one in the morning, and like five black dudes would be come in and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, go outside when we're done ordering. You come in." None of us are ever outside being like those fucking black guys, those niggers. We yeah. never do that. People forget. We're we just go okay, cool, and we go outside and we wait. We never did that. We never ever. Not one of my friends would ever do that. Not because we're not racist or or racist. It's just the. It's just we just we we just didn't do it. it. Yeah, you don't think you don't think. I don't think like that. 
And and what's crazy is like people forget that racism. But I do say that word a thousand times a day because of the music I listen to. Because I grew up on NWA. Because I grew up on Two Life Crew. Because I grew up on uh, Ice Cube and the Lynch Mob. How the fuck am I not supposed to sing those songs? I don't yeah. like. Oh, that word comes up and I don't say it. And and sorry. And the thing is, people think that racism only goes one way. But oh, that's like, bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like. People think like, oh my! I wasn't God, allowed to hold know? my black girl's girlfriend hand in front of black dudes at the concert. Exactly, and not only that, yeah. how many times does how many times does you know some some black people sit here and they'll say cracker a hundred times or you know what I'm saying like, come on, bro, why is that not the why are you not down? That's the same downgrading thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. People, you're 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 saying when when a black person calls a white person cracker, they're emulating that they're racist because. That's what they used to call white slave owners was cracker because the way they cracked the whip at them. Oh, so, no shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, now you're just telling somebody else that they're racist. You're putting their, their mindset in into, oh, you, you hate me because I'm black. No, bro. Come on now. You have to think about, you know. Both I can't sides. believe you're talking to us for so long. This is so cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about that. I mean, I hey, will. And that's what that's what that's what you want to know who the racist people are. It's these people, whether they're white, black or Asian, who want black people to be offended. They demand that black people get offended in order Literally. to maintain the racism. Don't demand them there. Don't if someone's enlightened enough to not be offended. Yeah, like let them let them let, let them, them be. let them not be offended. And not only that, like in the in the bigger scheme of things, like I, why why I can't feel the way I want to feel? Like okay, I'm sorry that you feel like oh you need to feel like people are oppressing you. I'm I don't feel oppressed. I don't I I I don't feel oppressed. I don't I don't let other people's emotions dictate how I'm about to feel. In the in the at the end of the day, this is still a free country. People want to say oh you know white people have a a you know, advantage in this country. And if it is, if it isn't, I don't care. Regardless, I'm going to work as hard as I can. And I'm going to get, I own a business. I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I sit here and I made it to the top of the fight game. I'm black. You know, I, I'm not sitting here sitting around like, man, I'm oppressed and, and I'm never going to make it. How about you just try, try. And, okay. And how about this, Darian? What if people say, but it was harder for you because you were black? What's your response? I want it to be harder. What? Then that means I'm going to be better at the top. Mm. Like, even if it's true or not true. Okay. Okay. Still, even if you start in the race with a brick uh, tied to you and the other person's not, you know what? After 10 races, you're going to be the faster, stronger person at the end of it. You know what I mean? You're the faster one. You're the stronger one because you know why? You actually been doing the same thing that they've been doing, but with a disadvantage. Now, now it makes you stronger at the end of it. What? Who? Who wouldn't want to be that? People who who use that as an excuse, even if it is true, you know. Yeah, there are some people who grow up in rural neighborhoods and who grow up in environments that, yeah, does not indicate success. But at the same time, you need to you need to be have enough belief in yourself to put the effort in because you can get out of any situation that you're in. Period. I mean, humans are incapable are capable of incredible things and for them to underestimate themselves and just stay in the situations you're in okay well that's comfortability you hate being uncomfortable so you're never going to succeed period that's just the truth i don't fuck with seatbelts either (laughs) someone said that someone wrote that in the comments these motherfuckers are judging you they're judging you uh no yeah i hate i hate seatbelts for sure my wife 
My wife gets on me all the time. She hates the sound of the seatbelt thing going off in the car. Hey, she, I didn't take like, I didn't take the vaccine, and I would never take it. My kids don't take it, but I do wear a seatbelt. I wonder if that means I'm a tool of the man. I wonder if that means I'm. Hey, <laughs> got you. No, uh, I I believe seatbelts are, are very. You know, I mean they 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 keep you safe. I mean, there's proof of that. But it's a small town uh, Midwest thing. There's no reason hear to me? wear yeah. seatbelt around there. Yeah. No reason to wear seatbelts. No reason to wear helmets when we drive motorcycles. We're out here exactly. crazy. Darren, I want to. I want to. Um, I know. I know you're going to have to go soon, and I and I, I want to pick your brain about this a little bit. Um, so yeah, yeah. when you were going to beautician school, were you fighting at the same time? At the same time. And who instilled this work ethic in you? Um, to you're you're clearly not fucking around. You're doing the podcast at the same time. You're driving at the same time. You're making food. Like your shit is tight. You're you're going to beautician school. You're opening up a barber shop. You're still training. You're able to maintain a relationship with your wife or, or your girlfriend. You bought a house. Who's instilled this? Um, this, in um, you, this this success the success mindset. Um, I have to say it, it comes from it comes from a, a different things. OK, one thing it comes from is my my mom had it's to get whitey. Children. It's to get whitey. <laughs> yeah. My mom, my mom had had five children. My mom was a, a, a white female with five black children. Um, oh, that's a great one, that's a great line. Living in one of the worst uh, neighborhoods that you could ever think of. In Memphis, Tennessee, um, I mean, literally down on the dumps, um, as poor as you can be. She literally, you know, moved. She moved us all to Missouri, Sedalia. She, you know, started working a job. I do have a father too. My father's name is Jeff. He's uh, he's also white. He's he is my stepdad, but he's my real dad. You know what I mean? Like he's been there since the jump. You know what I mean? Um, and I mean, he also like he took a truck driving job where he only was allowed to see us like one week out of the month. You know, what I mean, every other every other day he's on the road, like driving from literally city to city, cross country every time, you know. And he gave us everything that we ever wanted. Xboxes, you know, to, like our lives, our lives did a 360 when he came around. Um, and not only that, but yeah. So the whole time that he's gone, my mom's there with five kids. She has to feed five kids she has to provide for five kids she has to discipline five kids um and then i just always knew i just always knew you know i'm not gonna have my life end up to where we have to ever i have to ever suffer a fight like that you know what i'm saying like we all did it together my mom and my brothers and sisters but no i'm 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 gonna establish myself and i'm gonna make sure that there's nothing that's gonna determine what i'm able to do and so anytime i ever wanted to do something anytime that i ever wanted to put my mind to something i was like you might as well do it 100 percent until the wheels fall off you know what i mean and so that's that's that, that's kind of how i established myself you know i was just like i i was i was in an environment growing up that you know i didn't want to be determined by that environment i didn't want to just work up a, a nine to five and say oh well i never was successful because you know this is where i came from and this is what my mom had to do no i was like you know what I'm about to just do everything I've ever wanted to do. And I used to tell my brothers and sisters this too. When I was young, when I was like 10, nine years old, I used to tell them, like, we always used to have this, you know, fairy tale stuff that you have with your brothers and sisters. I used to tell them, like, oh, I'm going to own my own business. I'm going to own my own house. Watch, I'm going to have the biggest house you guys have ever seen. I'm going to freaking be a professional athlete. Just watch, guys. Just watch. And at the time, I was talking about football, but I mean, I never let that slip out of my 
focus for once. You know, when people have dreams as a kid, once they get older, something happens. They come to know that their dreams are impossible or they just start to fall apart with their dreams or they just start settling. They're like, well, never mind. That's not going to happen. You know, that was cool to think as a kid. But no, I never stopped thinking that way. I'm a kid right now. You know, like I think, oh, you know, if it's possible to think about, then I'm going to do it. Right now, I own the biggest house that my my brothers and sisters have ever seen. I own my own business, and I'm a professional athlete. Like, I'm literally able to do whatever Dude. that I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And and like I say, I keep I keep God in this. You know, God, God is the reason that I did this. You know what I'm saying? He understood the focus that I had. He understood, like, oh man, this this guy has a drive. You know, so I'm going to I'm going to keep giving him opportunities. That's what God does. People think that God gives you blessings. No, he gives you opportunities. He'll give you an opportunity to make what you wanted to make happen. He'll give you the opportunity. He's not going to sit here and come down from heaven and sit there and give you everything that you ever prayed for. And this is why some people don't believe in God. Like you're nuts, bro. You think he's not going to give he's not going to make you put effort in. No, he'll give you the opportunity. He'll open the door. You're going to have to take all your stuff through that door. And it may be the hardest thing that you ever have to do, but you do it. And then on the end of it, you'll get success. You'll get what you, what you wanted, but you have to, you have to put your own effort in or else what is success if it's just given to you? You see all these kids that grow up with rich families. Look how entitled they act. Look how freaking disrespectful and freaking up nose they act. Yeah. You know why? Cause things were given to them. If you go to a kid who freaking had to work for everything he's got and he's just as successful He's one of the nicest people you ever met in your life, you know? Yeah, because he had to go through the freaking mud. And that's that's what people have to understand. Like, come on now. You have to you have to put that effort in at all points in time, especially, you know, when you're when you're having a that you want to accomplish, you gotta freaking you gotta put that effort in. You gotta make sure that you never give up on that dream. I mean, and that's that's really what pushed me. I mean. That's just what made me who I am. And I always thought about that. And I've, and that's how my, my mindset's always been. Even my mom said that, you know, she's always said I had a strong mindset from the jump and I was never going to let anything deter me. And I still won't. That's why I'm glad about this Ian Gary fight. UFC 273. Watch out because the kid's mind says he's going to get the, the win. He says he's going to knock this man out or I'll choke him out. I don't care how I get the finish. I'm just going to get it. Darian, I, I got to have you back on to hear that story about growing up. So after you knock out Ian Gary, I'm going to uh, circle back around with you and try to get you back on the show. I'm dying to hear your your upbringing uh, as a kid. It sounds, oh, for sure. it sounds amazing. I can't wait to hear that story. For sure, yeah. And I can, I, I'll definitely, uh, definitely give you guys a little peek into the life. I don't mind. I, I had a great time uh, being here. I have a great time on the conversation, a great time on the podcast. Awesome. Can't wait to get back on. You're awesome. All right, brother. Stay in in touch. I got your number. Um, uh, I hope you don't regret giving it to me when I start bugging you in the text. Uh, You're good. You're a good dude. All right. We'll be, we'll be watching UFC 273 after you smash and Gary. We'll circle back around and get you back on. Hell yeah, brother. Can't wait to see. Can't wait to talk to you guys. All right. Thanks dude. Have a good training. Thanks. See you. Shit. <laughs> Agreed. Hey, I never, I, I never even know. 
You know, like like at last night when I'm going to bed, I'm looking at all my notes, I'm reviewing them, and it, it's the same shit every time. I'm like, oh, I don't want to meet anyone new tomorrow. I don't want to talk to anyone at 7 a.m. This sucks. Like, And I start just throwing my pity party. I set my alarm. And then today my alarm – but when my alarm goes off, I'm pumped. By the time I wake up in the morning, I'm pretty pumped. I'm pretty pumped. I think I'm going to breakfast with uh, – oh, yeah. Hey, you probably know this. But I've never seen this before. Oh, yeah. So, it's so funny. It, 20 times a day, people let me know I'm shadow banned. And then 20 times a day, people tell me I'm not shadow banned. It's so funny. No, I am. It's it's just revolving for different people. It's like they just squeeze down the funnel. Imagine you're so, peeing out of your penis and you squeeze it really tight and shorten the stream. That's what uh, – or lessen the stream. You pinch it off a little bit. Yeah, you pinch it off a little bit. That's what Instagram's done to me. Um. Let me ask, when are we going to breakfast? When are we going to breakfast? Time is breakfast. What time is Greg's in town, so he's he's inviting me to breakfast. That's kind of cool. So I was hanging out with a couple friends yesterday. You were? No, he was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you like my photo? (laughs) Yeah, that was good. That was good. The band's getting back together, yeah. I don't know. Well, he 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 still has his house here, and so and so and and Dave lives like twenty miles from me. So um, so when Greg rolls into town, we fuck with it. We hang out, and and it taught, man, Greg's more popular than ever. It's kind of nuts. Um, yeah, it's kind of nuts, and so so many people want to meet him. That uh, Tom Delore came. came I saw by, that came by last night. Yeah. Dude, that guy's a boss. That guy is. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. He actually texted me. I've asked him to come on the podcast like I don't know, 20 times. Um, uh, when you're successful and as rich as him, you got to keep people like at me at a distance, I guess. But uh, <laughs> he says, "Good seeing." He just texted me, "Good seeing you yesterday, man." I don't know if I'm supposed to read text, but man, that kind of makes my morning to get a text from him too. And yes, I'm sharing that with you guys to show off. Yes, yes, yes. Every every podcast is me is me showing off a little bit i think and then of course like those ones where i get who did we had olivia kerstetter daniel brandon we had some other heavy hitter oh we had Haley and andrea nisler yeah that's all me just that was a monster podcast that's me just fucking monster yeah i'm so tickled i'm so tickled. i can't believe olivia actually came on me too that was awesome i hope i hope I, I was behaved, right? I didn't like if you were her parents, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't be like, "What are you doing on with that scumbag?" Okay, good. Like, I don't want people. I, I, I know I have to. Like, I know, I know, I have to. I respect sixteen-year-old girl game or sixteen-year-old boy game. Like, it. it, it I, I, I want to be a gentleman. I don't want to be like fucking like I'm talking to uh the guy we were just talking to, Darian. Wink. I think I think I that Darian was the Wink. first time she's ever been interviewed, like actually outside of like her media circle, basically. Yeah. And uh, it's funny you say that because Jacob told me take it easy on her. This is her first podcast or something like that. But of course, like I wanted her to take it easy on me. It is it is hard, right? She like this guy Darian. Like we talk back and forth with her. It's like consistent questions. I hope. Yeah, you have to hope she forgets she's on a podcast and just starts talking. Just having That's a regular the, conversation. Right. Sometimes you can have a teenager who just will just rip into you. You know. Sometimes you just have teenagers who are just so fiery, and that, like, uh, I feel like Annika Greer is like that. Is she a teenager? She's eighteen. What? 
Yeah. Hey, I should. I wonder. I should text her and see what's going on with that. See, um, like, can you look really quick and see if, if her scores got in? Let's see what's going on with her. Oh yeah. Let's see what's going on with her. Someone. Someone will probably see in the comments. Do I have my phone here? I thought I didn't bring my phone in here. I don't think I can text her from this computer because I don't have her name in here. Let me see. Oh, here we go. I'll just I'll send her a text. Good morning. Does not look like it. Oh man. I think I saw that they're still not finalized yet though, so it's possible that maybe they're still looking it over, but there's no score for her last one. Okay. Oh, she's nineteen. I think you still have to behave around people until they're like 25. <laughs> yeah. So they like, so they can finally formulate a sentence and understand like how to feed themselves without their parents cooking it for them. Yes. <laughs> hey, how, you found the Tony Woods fight. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of Googled it and then it actually just came up on uh, like on a Facebook page. I guess they had broadcasted it and it was, it just stayed up. So. That was pretty cool. I, he was beating the brakes off the guy. Like, it, I don't, I don't, if, if, that, if, I mean, I'm, he seems like a pretty truthful guy. I can't imagine that it was any different than the other four rounds. Like, he was right. The shit out of him. Right, right. That was Did, nuts. Were you, you were in the back during that quarterfinal. It's so, this Hiller guy thing, it, it, it's crazy how fired up people are about him. What do you mean? I don't like some people like take what's going on seriously. Like how he's like, there was like someone I saw, I went over to Hobart's uh, Instagram account and I saw a comment where someone's like attacking James Hobart. It's like, dude, oh, people like, get so riled up down about people. Stuff. Like the whole thing is just a joke. Yeah. Like, it, like we're just playing Hillard. Um, <laughs> Hillard just knows how to play the game. He's great at it. He's fun. He's a showman. He he's it's, um, what, what's Patrick Bed David call his entertainment company? Valuetainment. That's what Hiller is doing. He's valuetainment. He's entertaining you, but also bringing value to the videos. Like, settle down. Like, you're, some of you are so nasty. He says that, that in his, in his and videos, I don't too. care. But it sucks to be you. I feel sorry for you guys. What? Say it again. He says that in his videos too. He's like, I post this because everybody watches them. I don't post positive stuff because nobody watches positive stuff. But like, I mean, he's he's bringing value to to the to the open he's bringing validation to it too like hey we need to make this competition legit and i mean i don't think people are people are seeing it as like they're hitching their wagon to like this super extreme point of view it's like no nah, dude just chill out chill, like let him do his chill, thing yeah let him do his thing yeah both sides yeah don't like both sides um No, well, I can't speak. For, I can't speak for the other people, but like, as goofy as the morning chalk up is, and as how bought it is, or as how goofy Tommy and Shawnee are, or or the the lack of value brought on some of these vlogs, um, that just it's all clickbait. All of these people deserve, and and I'm glad are in the ecosystem. Like, it, it, I wouldn't want anyone to go away. I wish everyone the most success. It, um, the 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 more popular um, Noah Olson gets or Danny Spiegel gets, the more popular Hiller gets when he makes videos about them. It, no one should be ignorant of that. It's fun. This should be fun. This should be fun. Uh, trade him. Uh, what's trade? 
trade him a CEO shirt for one of his. Oh, have you seen his? No. Are they cool? I don't like. Is it the one with all the writing, like the constantly varied something yeah. vengeance? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't does nothing for me. <laughs> you like? The I would never. Stuff? I would never wear that. I wouldn't wear it a constantly varied functional moving executed high intensity shirt either. I'm trying to think who has a cool. I like our CEO shirt. I like shirts that are hard. I like the the Rossfit shirt. Um, are those still on pre order? The red CEO shirts. Uh yeah. Uh, I don't even know what pre order means. Well, I guess is there. Are they still up for? up for grabs i so i asked marcus yesterday life is rx i go what does pre-order means he goes it means you can order them up until noon yesterday or noon today and then they go away for a week and then they come back i, I don't get it i just would just make them always for sale charge as oh. much money as we can and get that money from the people and put it in my bank account looks Thank like they're me. all sold out already serious yeah here let me show you yeah i want wristbands we're, we're looking into wristbands i really want to um it's funny. I wear wristbands for the opposite. I guess people normally wear wristbands to keep sweat off their hands. I wear wristbands to stay warm. And these are so thick. These Victos ones. Pre-release limited edition Sevon CEO men's red tee. Oh shit! Every size. Yep. I didn't even order one for myself. I really. I only have I? one, and I need ten. I want to only wear those shirts. Let me see Hiller's shirt. Let me see Hiller's shirt. I'm I think people. Do people like it? I think so. It looks like he's, they're about. I think last time he posted, they had like 200 plus people had uh, bought them. I, wow, that's good. That's incredible. That's uh, I'm stoked for him. And he's charging just like whatever it cost him. Yeah, it's like 20 bucks. He said he's probably going to lose money on it, but he just people liked it and people wanted to. And so he's like, all right, well, we'll sell one. I he kind of is taking the the different approach than me. He's um not sold out just means pre-sales over matt Souza. his is like i'm going to charge you the exact price of the shirt i'm doing this just for the people blah 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 and mine is my <laughs> my shtick is uh i'm charging you 20 times as much as the little kids who made them in china and i'm um i'm using it to raise my kids yeah i can't have that much writing on my shirt i'm already if you send me a dm with that much today this guy sent me the nicest dm and but it was so long i just wrote back to him don't ever send me a dm that long again like, <laughs> that's too much writing for a shirt that a, a shirt should it's like six words six yeah, words too, too much too much you're a good dude Taylor. it's too much somebody commented they're like hey send me a shirt and he goes dude they're 13 dollars <laughs> Like, come on. <laughs> I know that is that's a good just, comeback. Just yeah. send me a shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he probably is losing money on them. I'm charging $30 a shirt, and then any of the you guys are subsidizing the shirts that uh, me and Caleb and Matt wear, and then uh, and then hopefully I can get like someone like Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Danielle Brandon, to wear it. So then I'll sell even more and the show will become even more popular. They'll probably credit into a crop top. And then wear it. I, I have three kids, people. $13 shirts. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he has any. Kids. Andrew Hiller, you're fucking up the game. It's pro- it, it, let's go to his YouTube station. He's probably exploding. He's going to pass us up on subscribers soon. Let's see what the hell's going on over there. He has a Sna- video. The video about steroids has like 60,000 views. Yeah, that was the first one I saw, and that one kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But now I'm kind of getting on the Andrew Andrew Hiller bandwagon. Like I'm enjoying. I mean, maybe I'm liking him because other people aren't liking him too. Do you know what I mean? Like when I hear people say bad stuff about him, I'm just like a crop top. Is that one like where your stomach shows? 
Yeah. Sexy. For the ladies. Or the dudes. Oh, great. I didn't even breakfast at, at 10 a.m. Great. Great. I'm going to... Um, okay, let's see. Uh, so how many... Dude, look at he has seventeen hundred views, and that video only went up four hours ago. What is um? And he has six thousand subscribers. It took us fucking forever to get six thousand subscribers. <laughs> so he has. Look at his views. He has one thousand eleven. Well, in all fairness, we get a massive amount of views on iTunes, on Apple, and Spotify. I mean, hundreds of thousands yeah. a week. So Will sent us. He had. We're like in the top thirty on two of our podcasts. Yeah. So, um, YouTube's not our place, but I'm stoked for this guy. I'm stoked for this guy. Oh, I heard last night that Patrick Clark, the guy on Morning Chalk Up, actually referenced the Sevon podcast. Yeah, a couple times, I think. I think that's even- some that's some breakthrough shit. First time. I'm sending you a private message now. I don't want the audience to hear. Secret, secret. You see that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I want to go back and listen to that. I love. And, and you know what else about Andrew Hiller? Um, this there's a video in there about. We click on that video where he he says something about Noah. I don't even know what he said about Noah, but I just blocked it out because I saw my name in it. And the fact that this one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let me see the 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 thumbnail. Well, like, Let me see hey, the. Oh, two hundred. Where'd it go? Not who you think. Okay, so that kind of well, the fact that I get mentioned by name in like the title or the fact that I think he comes after me because he says I'm scared to have him on my podcast. Facts. Um, uh, I, I I like it. It means that I've kind of arrived. I'm like he's using me as clickbait, and I like that. I, I'm because if you go to, if you go to um uh, Craig Ritchie's, it's always like. It, it, all the it's the same people uses for clickbait over and over. You know what I mean? It's like Dave Fraser, Mallory, Dave, Matt, Tia. It's the same bullshit over and over. Danny and the fact Spiegel's that the fact there. that it, 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 does she make it? Does Danny Spiegel make it? In, I don't no. know. I, you could just use her for so much clickbait. I just feel like I've arrived at Hiller, or or Hiller just throwing me some, you know, some breadcrumbs. But either way, I, I when I saw that, I was pretty pumped. Just trying to send us up subscribers. And, and his shit does have substance, <laughs> whether you like it or not. There's this motherfucker is not mincing words. It's you know you know uh, Arm and Hammer used to be like that too. Just ten minutes of just fucking venom. I, I wouldn't say that Hillers is venom, but uh, Patrick Clark dropped your name podcast like five times in the last morning. Chuck, no, oh, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Thanks, Patrick. I'm that easy. I'm that easy. <laughs> I want you to look up to the heavens and scream my name. What are you doing today, Caleb? What do you do after this? Um, I'll probably edit some of the videos for Instagram and YouTube. Have you worked and, out yet? No, but I will probably later today. I'll usually I usually walk the dog first, and then and then I'll go work out. Where will you do? Where will you work out? On base? Uh, I, I have a little garage gym. Oh, why not go onto base? Uh, I just like having my own space. Yeah. Uh, the base gym gets really crowded. There's a lot of, there's a big kind of a retirement community around here. So they just kind of use the gym more than most of us. And it's just easier. I, I well, when I used to travel to hotels, I could use some lap pulled. I miss all the old shit that I used to see in golds. 
like, or, or whatever family fitness. Like I liked, if I had the base, I think I would go there. I would do, I would, there'd be days like, like I'd go on there on a day off for my fasting day and do lap pull downs and bench press. And I probably wouldn't do leg press. I didn't fuck around with that shit, but I would use some of those like weird machines. Yeah. There's some of them. I, I, I can't say that I would use them very often. I, I have a lot of this stuff here. And if I, if there's something that I would want to do on, on a machine, I could probably just do it with a dumbbell or something. Yeah. Like if I like cable stuff, I don't really use that. So. Yeah. I miss it. I like that. I, 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 do you like doing a I, lot of like the bodybuilding stuff? I don't know if I like, I don't like really enjoy curls. I don't enjoy that movement. I don't enjoy any of these movements out here. My shoulder oh, sure. doesn't like that shit, but like, I really loved the lat pull down machine back in the day. Like I would totally do this. Work. I did. I remember I did this workout with Andy Stumpf one time in a hotel. We got 50 pound dumbbells. And we did 50 pound snatches, 20, 50 pound snatches, alternating hands. And then the heaviest, uh, heaviest lap pulls you could get do like, and, and rep them out. And so, and we did that. There was one other dude who was doing it with us too. I can't remember who, but we did that for a 20 minute AMRAP and you just take oh, turns wow. and the lap pull down machine and snatches. And it was nice. It was cool. I like the, the lap pull down machine. I'm that trying to think what good. other machines I like. Other than that, uh, I like sitting. I like shoulder press in in one of those chairs. You know, when you oh, sit yeah. in that little tiny chair, like this get, press up or like yeah, the, the, and you do like the, the thing. You put the weight on your knee and. You... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah, that's right. You really gotta throw it. It's like I'm not strong enough to like do a little curl. I'll just like yeah. throw my knees into it. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't really get into the, the cross cable thing either. I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't that, but I'd like, I like, uh, I like putting on the weight belt and, or with the chain on it and doing weighted pull-ups at the Globo gym. That's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah. You know, you know, I always felt like better than everybody when I could do that, you know? Yes. It's if like, you could do yeah. one pull-up at the Globo gym, you're better than <laughs> yeah, everybody. Right. Yeah, right. You just have like, everybody just starts staring at you because they just hear the chains at first and they're like, what is that guy doing? And then you hop up on the pull-up bar and you do just like a couple and everybody just stops. They're like, what is happening? Yeah. Who is this yeah. guy? You're a curls for the girls type of guy. No, I'm not. I don't like, I don't even, I don't even enjoy that movement. I don't, I don't, do you know what I mean? Like I enjoy a, a pull down movement. I enjoy yeah. a pushing movement. Um, I don't, I don't enjoy the um, cables are great. You can do a ton of, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Soon I'll be old enough to use, I'll be working out with bands. Okay, uh, to everyone uh, in the ecosystem, to all our subscribers and followers amongst all of the people out there who are contributing to this great world of communication. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow we have – do we have Christian Harris tomorrow? No, who do Christian we have? Christian Harris, yep. Oh, okay. I think he's at 10 o'clock tomorrow. Pumped. I've never – I've never. Uh, I don't think I've ever met the guy, so I'm, I'm really excited. I, I hear a lot of good stuff about him. People love him. All right, guys, uh, we will see you guys tomorrow morning. Oh, and I have Josh Bridges tomorrow also. Okay.